Are you a scaling SaaS founder? Ready to make the leap from leading a team to leading an organization? Join us each week as we refill your think tank with actionable tips and strategies from great business minds you know and those you don't know yet. This is SaaS Fuel with your host, five-time entrepreneur, SaaS founder, and globetrotting adventurer, Jeff Maines. Welcome back to the SaaS Fuel podcast, where our ideas come from the Bermuda Triangle of Innovation, mysterious, uncharted, but worth the voyage. And, you know, some ideas from Saster too. <laughs> I'm your host, Jeff Maines. I help B2B SaaS founders like you scale from seven figures, which is good, to eight and nine figures, which is outstanding. Together, we supercharge revenue growth, create premium valuation, and craft a business you're proud of and a life of impact and freedom that you love. Well, we are in the middle of Saster. It has been great as usual. You know, I always love being outside. I think that's one of the greatest things about this event is, is being outside all the time and seeing some familiar faces here, which is awesome. Seeing some new ones as well. And that always happens. New SaaS companies all the time. And, you know, a few companies that are missing that I kind of expected to see here. So very interesting times for sure. My favorite thing here are the brain dates and spending time with other founders. Now, some of the speakers are, are good. Most are just kind of okay. And the reason I prefer focused conversation to text-heavy PowerPoint slides is that they make me think. And most importantly, they make me think differently. And good speakers do that too. They answer questions that Google and ChatGPT can't. You know, I see something one way and they show me three more ways that are right in front of me that I didn't see at all. You know, good content does that too. And we've all heard that content is king. And that can be true. Or if we go way back to episode one, Neil Gordon shifted one letter in that word, content. And that was context is king. And I think that's really, really important because not all content wears that crown that the content is king. Not all content wears the crown elegantly. And the audience needs both of those content with context. You know, great content, whether it's on a website, a blog, or from stage, shouldn't only amuse or inform, but genuinely shift paradigms and turn tire kickers into card swipers. Have you ever been to a magic show? Now, I've really enjoyed magic since I was young and, and have done you know different effects and things like that, not professionally. But I've seen most of the magicians that you would know of uh, maybe the past 30 years, and some are better than others. I mean, there are great, great magicians out there. And the funny thing is they aren't always the ones with the biggest shows in Vegas. Some of them are just also really good at marketing and maybe better at marketing than they are at magic. The great magicians aren't just, you know, pulling rabbits out of hats or sawing someone in half or, or making a pretty girl disappear. You know, a great magician makes you question reality itself. You know, you're, you're watching and you're thinking there is no possible way I saw what I just saw. And there's a reason that, that somebody like David Copperfield has been around for so long. I mean, he has done some, some pretty amazing effects. I mean, making the Statue of Liberty disappear, if you remember that far back. Just, just crazy, crazy concepts that, that make you think differently. Uh, David Blaine does that with street magic all the time. You know, you see it and the reaction is, you know, it cannot be people freaking out. And it's game changing what he does because he is shifting reality. They're seeing something happen right in front of them. I mean, close-up magic is, is fantastic because it literally happens sometimes even in their own hands. And they know that it cannot be, yet it just was. And I think that's what game-changing content does as well. You know, it's the, the David Copperfield of your marketing arsenal, turning skeptics into believers. They see things one way and you shift their view to something else. So, you know, how they see the world, your content guides them down a different path. And it's not, you know, manipulation or illusion. But, you know, there is a big reveal. It bends them to a new reality. So it's not an illusion or it's fake. It's real. So I think that's, that's one of the, the differences. And, and please don't send me messages that magic or professional wrestling are real. You know, but your content should shift the beliefs of your prospects. 
And whatever that belief is that is standing in the way of them saying yes to your solution and you changing their world, like for real, not illusion, not fake, not, not sh just shifting perception, but your solution has the ability to change their world. Does it not? Of course it does. If it doesn't, you should switch businesses, but I'm sure that it does. You know, one of my favorites when I think about this and kind of shifting perspective is Basecamp. And a lot of us have used that for a long time. It's not your usual SaaS unicorn, but it's a steady Clydesdale. I mean, you know, year after year after year after year, just growing, 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 growing. And they didn't just put out a project management tool. They didn't just pull a rabbit out of a hat and go, look, this is awesome. They sold a philosophy through their content, you know, getting real, uh, late at rework. They changed the way we think about work and productivity and about project management. What is a project? How does it work? How do you be more productive? And so, you know, it was really shifting that mindset. It wasn't just putting out a project management tool because how many of us would go, yeah, I'm not a project manager, not for me. But you know what? When you really understand it and the philosophy behind it, you're like, yeah, that is completely for me because they changed the way we think about that. And, you know, they didn't just, you know, sell something to, to catch your eye or, you know, some gimmick. They won your mind. And let's be honest, once you've got the mind, the, the credit card follows pretty darn quick, doesn't it? You know, everybody and their dog can produce a, a listicle or a how-to article, especially with you know, AI these days. You know, winners can you know, generally say, you know, their content flipped the switch in someone's head. And I think that is the secret sauce. It's the magic that makes your solution go from a nice to have to a shut up and just take my money. There's a chapter in my book about that. But today, we'll dive into the alchemy of belief-shifting content. How do you craft a message so compelling that your projects couldn't ignore you, even if they tried? Is your content that compelling, or is it kind of like everybody else's, maybe a little bit ignorable? Now, how do you transform your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel into a conversion machine that prints money faster than a teen discovering online shopping? You know, are you ready to be the magician? instead of just another face in the crowd. We have to stand out to be successful. It's very cool to bring those people with the same shifted beliefs together. And I have to tell you about a great new book called From Grassroots to Greatness, 13 Rules to Build Iconic Brands with Community-Led Growth by a friend, Lloyd Lobo, and the foreword by Jason Lemkin. So it's ideal that I talk about it here at Saster. You know, we've all seen how traditional marketing, even digital marketing, advertising is kind of losing its edge. It's harder and harder to stand out that way. Uh, the uh, few companies do it, but most are, are really pretty ignorable. Features won't make us stand out. Big personalities won't do it. Gimmicks may work temporarily, but the novelty of being a dancing bear wears off. You know, so how do you stand out in the market? Community. That's where it's at. One, we're lonely as a society and need connection. We crave connection. And two, we want a place to fit in with other people we have something in common with. And a thriving community is your biggest asset, even bigger than brand. And in his book, Lloyd lays out 13 rules to attract your own army of raving fans. It's your ultimate acquisition channel, brand differentiator, feedback source, retention lever, and catalyst for transformative change. Brands of yesterday, the old guys, were built on what they told the world about themselves. Brands of the future will be built on what the community says about them. So you can get your copy at grassrootstogreatness.com or Amazon. Pre-order now releases next week. And you know, we'll actually have Lloyd on the show to talk about how the 13 rules apply to your SaaS business next week. We've got two episodes coming up with him next week to specifically talk about this topic of community. But uh, get out there, do a pre-order, get your copy of Grassroots to Greatness today. Our founder on Tuesday was Tony Flores. He's founder at Growth Science. They replace funnel analysis with market research to supercharge go-to-market execution and help challenge your brands in competitive B2B SaaS categories. And not just help them in competitive categories, but help them become category leaders, category creators. Very, very great conversation. If you missed that, definitely want to catch up. 
Our expert guest last week was Christine McDaniel, founder and principal of the Magnolia Firm. It's an M&A brokerage firm helping digital business owners like SaaS founders achieve the perfect exit without compromising values or valuation. My guest today is Erwin Howe, founder of Chromatics Web Design, an award-winning web design and conversion agency. And since all the way back in 2009, he's analyzed 60,000 plus websites and gone on to amass over 80 industry awards and mentions for his work. Uh, alongside running a busy digital agency, Irwin specializes in digital transformation and business efficiency, utilizing custom web tech solutions. Welcome a guy that is all about content that converts, Irwin Ow. Hey, Irwin, welcome to SaaS Fuel. Hey, Jeff. How are you going this morning? Fantastic. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and how did you get into marketing? You've been doing this for quite a while. Oh, it's been a while and stuff. I feel like I've done the rounds and stuff like that. But uh, no, I I actually started my background. I mean, if we started go even that further back to, to uni days, I actually did my master's um, in advertising. And uh, that was uh, nice. quite some time ago. I won't give away my age uh, too early <laughs> uh, and stuff like that. But uh, no, I did my master's. Uh, in advertising and having, uh, I mean, started and worked hard then, I then jumped into two ad agencies here in Melbourne, Australia. So I worked for um, the YNR group, so George Patterson YNR, and then the Clemenger, uh, so the BBDO uh, group here in Melbourne. So uh, I did my rounds there, uh, worked for the man, thought I'd be the man, and so yeah. I uh, yeah broke out, did my own thing, and started um, starting my own digital agency uh, at the back of the GFC, the real tail end in the, around 2008, 2009 period. And the rest is history. And so this is me doing anything to do with marketing and stuff like that and loving digital. Yeah. That's awesome. Chromatics. How did you come up with that name? Yeah, Chromatics. I still remember uh, I was with my uh, business partner at the time, Josh, was sitting in Borders, which uh, doesn't really exist here in, in, um, anymore, but we're sitting there with these design books. I remember just going through those books and we're looking for, uh, firstly, just names that weren't taken as domain names. You, you know what I'm talking about when you're trying to find a domain name. Yes. And, uh, and so we're looking through and the word chromatic uh, came up. The science of colors is what it means, uh, the science of colors. And I thought that was really fascinating because I don't want to just be another designer. You know, I didn't want right. to be just another marketer who just did the same thing that just, you know, look, font, look, colors, and whack it. And we wanted real good thinking behind it. And let's be honest, the X at the end is just because it's a little bit cooler. And we yeah, needed the main name, right? We couldn't get the domain name. So we got uh, <laughs> X, you know? So chromatics means uh, and comes from the heart of uh, the science of colors. So that's it. Yeah. But you're a lot deeper than just color or design. I mean, it's really about uh, products and solutions. How do you see that in marketing? Yeah, for sure. It started as just pure colors. Then we understood it later as, and it's been 14 plus years now running this company. It's more to do with the human psychology of human behavior, pattern interrupt techniques. Uh, it definitely goes a lot deeper and stuff. And so we really want to go into the, the psychology of how people think. And we understood that, yeah, it wasn't just always about products and, and typography and things like that. It was actually more about business results and how we actually get something at the, you know, understanding business as well at the heart of it. So, uh, yeah, we've delved into making our own frameworks. Uh, one of our main frameworks is actually what we call our five C's conversion framework, uh, which is really governed the way we actually, uh, design, but also the way we explain uh, the purpose of a website to people because yeah, your website's not just a pretty brochure piece. It is actually your best sales tool and your best recruitment tool. In fact, uh, a lot of people say that your website only has seconds to get your attention and to make you do something. And so we understood that yeah, it was a lot more than just pretty pictures at the end of the day. So Yes. So what are the five C's? Yeah, no, everyone always asks that as, as, the, as the second question. Uh, the five <laughs> C's. And, and um, before I go into the five C's, I'm going to make it really simple to understand because it can either be technical or hard to remember. 
I want to tell you a quick story, Jeff. Uh, when I, I've sure. been married for, for oh, 15, 16 years and stuff like that. Uh, it's been a while, uh, definitely longer than chromatics. But I remember when I first met my missus, uh, I was really nervous. I, I, I kind of sat down in a suit like this in a cafe uh, waiting for her. Uh, she, she actually walked through the door with her, you know, that kind of slow-mo, swooshy kind of hair and stuff like that. Well, that's what <laughs> I remember in my head. And she Love it. That. Uh, she saw me, the smile came on her face and stuff. Hopefully I was going to dress nicely to the tea to, to capture her attention and stuff. She sat down. She introduced who she was, uh, what she did, and so did I. We kind of unpacked. Uh, and it's about learning about each other's lives. I told her I ran business. I used to be an illusionist, a magician uh, in, my, in my past as well. I did that for 20-odd years and stuff. There's a fun fact there for you. And then she was like asking questions like, oh, what business do you run? Uh, what magic tricks do you do? Have you actually performed for, you know, what's your highlight in your uh, magic career? I'm going to call it career here because I'm just a serious hobbyist, you know, sort of thing, all common. <laughs> and as the, the food, the wine came and stuff, we had a great time. And at the end of the night, um, with my uh, sweaty hands, I, I um, you know, tried to muster up the courage uh, to ask her out for a second date. And the rest is history. So why did I just tell you, and what did I just tell you about me and my wife? Well, the truth is, what I just told you was actually the five C's, but just in story form. Because the five C's just stands for capture, clarity, content, credibility, and close. And what I'm trying to do, why I explain it in this way is it's a very natural human psychology process on how we engage with people. So two things. Did you notice I did not ask at the very beginning for a second date or her hand in marriage? Because I can just picture right. I should look at me and say, oh, you, you creep. I don't even know anything about you. Right, um, right. So, so number one, you can't change the order. But what if we went on that whole date and at the end with those sweaty hands, I go, oh, hi, I was just wondering if you would like to go on a second date. And she goes, actually, it's, it's just really awkward. Like, you didn't even introduce yourself at the start. I, I'm not even clear who you are. I mean, that would have been awkward. So you don't want to miss a yeah. step either. So what I'm trying to say is when it comes to our 5Cs conversion framework or looking at the natural human psychology and how people engage and interact, we have to just lean on basic human psychology, the basics of human behavior. We're not trying to recreate or do anything special. I just want to emotionally get her attention first. That's the heart side. Then logically speak to, to her mind about who I was and the credibility of, you know, did I, what I say was true, which would then make the hands move, you know, yes, I will give you my phone number. Yes, I will, um, you know, go on that second date. And it's part of what we call our heart, head, and hands hierarchy. If you move the heart and the head, you can make anyone do anything with their hands. And so that's the way we build websites. It's not just pretty colors. There is a science behind it. So, yeah. That's really, really good. And I love that you did that in story form. Oh, and that's you. something that I think works well in marketing too. It's not just, you know, here's a bunch of information, yeah, but making it where it's very relatable. It's where something that, that we remember. Yeah, no, for because sure. Because we've had shared experiences. Mm, 100%. I mean, the, the truth is, I don't, I don't want to sound like Sesame Street and say today's brought to you by the letter C and then go bang, 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 bang. And go, here's the five C's and stuff. I mean, it sounds That's so much marketing, me. though. Yeah. It's, I mean, it still works and stuff because you go, oh, cookie monsters. See, no, that's not cookies. Yeah. It's a conversion. <laughs> that's the way. As much as it sounds all scientific and really like, ooh, he's got a bit of a framework, it, it's meant to be really simple because it is simple. It's, it's not as hard. And, and I always say it's common sense, but common sense isn't so common either. So true. No, thank you for that. It's really kind. So, hmm. so is that how marketing works best is when it is relatable and it's something that people, it's, it's not so out there, just a list, but it's something they identify with and go, oh, me too. Yeah. Well, I, I think marketing is quite simple if you actually break, I mean, I think anything and everything is actually quite simple. If you actually look at it and break it into its kind of core raw materials, its raw form. I mean, I don't want to sound like a Gary uh, V or, um, you know, one, I mean, those kind of markers who are fantastic in, in, their, in what they do. But he is right. It is the mastery of attention, owning that traffic, knowing how to engage with someone first. All he's really saying is master this side first because engagement starts with the heart. 
not just logic. I mean, there's a reason why YouTube's visual, not, I mean, we don't, I mean, yes, you have podcasts and stuff, but we do understand that words is fantastic. Pictures speak a thousand words. And what's a video then? 3.8 million or whatever words, you know, it's, it's just yeah. engaging. So if you can get someone's attention first, and then you can you know, get them through that cycle of emotion, logic, then action is kind of quite easy. And that's why they say, get the attention first, master that. And then after, uh, I think he calls it the jab, jab, punch and stuff, after lots of giving, making it genuine, we then ask him, hey, we've got a solution to your problem. Can we help you? Yes. Insert product. If not, no worries. No harm, no foul. Let's give again sort of thing. So, yeah, I think marketing is meant to be really simple. I think we get caught up, Jeff, if I was being honest. We kind of go to the barbecue. Oh, hey, Jeff, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Hey, what are you doing? And you kind of hear these, oh, um, oh, I'm running social media ads. Oh, I'm doing AdWords. Well, actually, I, I did. And you kind of start getting itchy because you have no plan. And so other people's opinions become your plan or your competitor's plan becomes your plan. And the question is, I always go, why? Like, do you understand that marketing can actually be basic? You know, if you break it down to its core, uh, this is an oversimplified version stuff. But, I mean, you can in some ways summarize all marketing as just inbound, outbound referral partners. That's it. And every method you use is a variation of this. I mean, I had one friend say to me, or oh, actually, when I can think of 11. But, I mean, let's just break it down into really simple. <laughs> Either people come to you because you're really awesome. You go to them because you have no idea who they are. That's, you know, that's the cold email, cold calls and stuff. Right? Or sure. yeah, we're associated with you who uh, just referred to one another. Hey, how are you doing? We're just, uh, you know, in the same kind of sphere. We don't cannibalize each other. And so if we kind of just break it down like that, and then I ask you, well, where's your budget? You know, what's your budget and stuff and where you want to spend your marketing? I want TV ads, but yeah, I don't have that money. That's okay. You know, I, and, and so you just have to work out where you want to be, which tactic you want to do. And as you get more money, you just invest into other tactics that require more budget. Simple. So hmm. I'll make it sound simple. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You do make it sound simple. Yeah. And and I like that because it really should be, it, it should not be mysterious or complex, uh, but it does take strategy. It's not just throwing some things out there and hoping that it works. Everything in life requires strategy. I mean, what, what do they say? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail and stuff. Yes. And that's the same with marketing. It's the same with life. It's the same as, you know, going on that date. I did not just whack on any, anything, just rock <laughs> up. No, I planned. I actually said, actually, I probably with, a lot of planning for with, it. With this kind of cologne, with this kind of hairstyle or, or <laughs> lack of hair now as I'm getting older. I mean, this is all meticulous. You know, the, the, the restaurant that I chose, it wasn't a, oh, let's just you know, let's sit down. So, no, it was actually like, oh, actually, no. And then I made sure when I sat down, I was like, okay, well, if I'm in this position, I shall see. I, it was, I, and then I, I was sitting there, oh, the, the cutlery, the plan, I was going to make it absolutely perfect. That planning goes a long way. And if we are intent, here's the key word, Jeff. If we are intentional with what we do, as opposed to just randomly just go, oh, let's just grab it, the next best shiny thing, ooh, butterfly, and then you could just, uh, you know, go off somewhere else. I think you'll always in life do a lot better. So, yeah. Hmm. So what are some mistakes that you've seen uh, founders, entrepreneurs, uh, SaaS founders in particular make in marketing their products? Yeah. Oh, where do I begin? Because I, I own my own SaaS and stuff for that. So I'm, I'm not going to comment on others. I'm actually going to have a go on myself. The feature trap. That's number one. Oh, oh that hurts. Oh, you know. It's <laughs> true. I remember saying to my team, guys, because let's be honest, right? I'm now the client and the customer. I mean, sorry, cl client and the builder, the, the developer at the same time. Right? So, so, guys, we're not going to get stuck in this trap. And then it's on uh, automatically. I'm like, oh, but but we need this feature. And can you? So really, don't get stuck in that. Neck more features. Get it out there. Get it confirmed. Make sure people like what you're doing first. And then build on top of it and stuff for them. And so I'm number one, I'm guilty. Uh, my MVP is oh, more like MVP plus, 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 plus <laughs> many additional features where people are going, actually, did you know if you hold back on the features, you can always create new plans or upgrade your pricing later because you're now giving them a reason to. But if you put all the features at the beginning, not only do you not know if it works, 
you have no reason and you have to think even harder. And I'm like, darn it. <laughs> I should have gone. Do you have an 83 DeLorean? I want to go back in time and tell myself and stuff and then come back. So, so the first one is that, uh, that trap. Number two, starting a SaaS, not even knowing how you're going to market it. So you might have the next best X, but if there's no audience for it, and you did not build it with an audience in mind that actually at the start even said, yes, I'm interested. You're going to have a lot of, and, and this is the joke I keep hearing when like, I had a friend who made board games. He goes, my garage is full of these board games and I just can't get rid of them. And he's just stocking all these products that no one wants to buy because it's he didn't test it. He wow. didn't. Think of the market. I said, how are you going to sell it? He goes, I don't know. If you build it, people will come and no, it doesn't work that way. And so what's your traffic funnel? What's your conversion funnel? Because once you've got the product, I mean, everyone thinks their product's great. Right, right. And I still remember a friend of mine told me, he says, Erwin, if you ask people, what do you think about my product? The answer is always, it's fantastic. I, and then once in a while, you've got an honest friend. They go, mm, actually, yeah, Jeff, I like it, but X, Y, Z. And they'll tell you, like, you know, just right. or, you don't say yes with your mouth. You say yes right. with your money. That's and right. The is, Jeff, I've got this great new X, Y, Z thing. I was trying to pick up an object in front of it. Here's X, Y, Z thing. Do you like it? Yeah, that's pretty cool, Erwin. Awesome. It's a hundred bucks a month. And, and you're like, oh, well, oh, actually, well, if that's the case, well, uh, <laughs> they'll like it so much now, right? Yeah. We cast our votes yeah. with our money. And then, so I'm like, well, is it worth buying? And do you even have a target market? And so, so those two things for me, so don't go over the top of the features. That's more on the product side. Uh, marketing side, did you actually have someone in mind uh, to, to build it for and stuff? And I'd even challenge, is there something you can even piggyback off? Remember we talked about inbound, outbound referral partners? The biggest and easiest way to start any business is to actually not do inbound or outbound. It's actually having referral partners. Having someone who is in a similar space that you can, and here's the key word, leverage, uh, collaborate. Yes. They work together on. Um, so if you run a web company, hey, do you know somebody who does just SEO? And you're not going to cannibalize each other. You're going to be able to help each other. As a SaaS owner, do I know other people who are in SaaS in the same scene but different that we can just go, hey, let's cross-pollinate. And right. you haven't seen, um, I mean, let's be honest, the influencers on YouTube. Hey, let's do a collab. That's what a collab is. It's just I'm just using your guys and your guys are using my guys and we're just cross-pollinating. And so if you haven't learned anything from the Kardashians and stuff, they do it, but within their family, and they've built billions of dollars just because they keep leveraging off their own traffic to build yes. more things and stuff, which is very wise of them, very smart of them. Do you like them or not? That's not to you. It is. They're very smart, Mark. It's very smart. So, hmm. From a business standpoint, they have done some really amazing things in, in what they've built. Very, very smart in, in tapping into that audience and then sharing other people's audiences. Oh, it's a really, it's, really it's, good marketing lessons actually, I was actually watching something about that last night and I was like, uh, that's, that's incredible. But they, they own the eyeballs. They own that traffic, yes. the attention, you know, uh, that we've been talking about. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, they just find a way to monetize it. it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, um, yeah, they're, they're my two thoughts, I think, from, uh, yeah, that, that come off the top of my mind. And uh, as I continue to reflect, it's uh, I, I definitely know there's more, but they're the biggest killers, I find. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your SaaS, Conversion Cow. What does it do? How does it work? Yeah. And thank you. Every time someone says the name Conversion Cow, there's always a bit of a smile after you say the word cow and stuff. <laughs> uh, firstly, that's a great I, I name. Like, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. I feel that every good SaaS should have a what it does and a mascot combined away. You think about it, you know, you've got the male chimp, uh, survey monkey. <laughs> uh, so I'm going for Conversion uh, Cow, you know, milk your website for more leads and uh, beef up your existing website. I love um, that. So, yeah, so I came up with this idea. Actually, I was doing an interview uh, a couple of days ago, and I was sharing how when I was young, I was actually – so my parents are from Hong Kong. I was actually in a department store, 
And I remember walking in with my father uh, into this department store. And this lady who was just standing just quietly on the side here, she was kind of like that Homer Simpson kind of gif. I don't know if you've seen that one when Homer kind of just comes out of the bush, you know, just quietly and kind of just goes back into the bush. I don't know if you recognize that, but yes. all that aside and stuff, she she just faded in, just really just quietly, just out of, and I was like, oh, what's she doing? And she goes, oh, hi, welcome to our department store. Uh, my name's X, um, and I just want to let you know. And then she turned to me, she goes, oh, hi, young man. I just want to let you know, uh, sports gear today. 10% off. It's actually on the first floor. And then she turned to my father and said, oh, hi, um, sir. I noticed you have a, a fantastic suit on. Uh, suits are uh, buy one, get one free. And, and that's on you know, the, the second floor. Uh, if you need anything, let me know. And then she just quietly just, you know, stood aside and let us go on our way. I can't remember if we actually purchased something. I don't think I was a sporty guy, so I would have just ignored and gone, thanks, but walked up. But I do believe my dad actually did check out the suits. What I learned from that transaction, and I was actually quite young at the time, was that the right information at the right time to the right person equals a higher conversion rate. So just imagine with me for a second, Jeff. Imagine she wasn't even there. We walk in. I mean, let's be honest, there's signage saying, you know, sports equipment, you know, men's suits and so forth and stuff like that. But what if I didn't notice it? Right. Well, they would have lost that sale. Okay. Number two, what if they didn't have the signage clear? I mean, they would have had multiple signs, right? Right. But, I mean, amongst the sea of different messages, I don't think I really would have seen it. Number three, what if there was only one generic message? Sale on or discounts in the shop, whatever it is, right? <laughs> right. Big it's sale. too generic. Yeah. It's too static. It's not dynamic and stuff. Or imagine she went to us and had the same message. Oh, hi, guys, sports equipment, 10% off. Or went to both of us and said, hey, suits, you know, why buy one, get one free. I would have just looked at her and gone, what's a suit? Because I'm, I was only like, I don't know, less than 10 years old, you know, sort of thing, right? So what does Conversion Cow do? Conversion Cow gives dynamic sales messages Features are on every page, and it changes according to how the user interacts with the sign. So let me give you an example. So it's, it's almost like a little, so it's a little pop-out, kind of like a, it pops out of the page and stuff. It's a little pop-out on the side of a page. And what happens is it features your strongest sales message and call to actions. It's almost like a, what we call a pitch page. It's like a summary of why someone should go with you and your contact details. But the best thing about Conversion Cow is it changes the message depending on how you interact with your site. So let me give you an example. So say I'm a plumber. Normally when you come to a plumbing, I was on a plumbing website the other day, I could not even find their call to action or why I should choose them. Because I believe in sales, you should be able to, be able to articulate the first, these four uh, messages really quickly. Who are you? What do you do? Why should I choose you? How do I get in touch with you? That's sales basics. If you if you're really able to answer those four things, then what are you doing, right? Right. So these four messages or these four things are summarized on a little pop out that comes uh, that's featured on a page. So say on this um, uh, this plumbing website, you have a little pop out that on the side says, "Hey, everything you need to know about Jeff Plumbing." We'll call it right. You click on it. it has a little summary. And it makes those call to actions easily accessible. Right? If you click on a certain page, say, for example, you talk about residential plumbing, I want to make sure that the call to action on that page is to do with residential, you know, whatever it is. Right, but right. on the commercial page, it should have a different uh, message as well. So it's all about user intent. So for me, the heart behind it is web designers, have you noticed that all marketing points to a website if we can increase its conversion rate we make every dollar go further and right. by being the right dynamic message at the right time depending on how the user interacts with your site you're actually going to convert better so yeah so that's pretty much it at a top level nutshell wish i could give you a demo, that's, but that's for another time so yeah so it's really taking the experience and making it personalized to them and what they're looking for so they're, they're, they're seeing it and they're saying, hey, this is for me. So they're looking for residential. 
they're not seeing commercial messages or just a, a laundry list of all the things they could possibly Yeah, need. so it's really, it's really focused. Yeah, 100%. Personalized sales messages. I think that's the best way to summarize it. It really is giving personalized sales messages to your users, depending on how they interact. And actually, there's, there's a funny use case that another marketing agency was uh, sharing with me. They said, Erwin, I can even make it show a different user or different sales message if someone comes through AdWords or comes through a landing page because I, you can even set it in our system where if it sees this particular UTM source code, you know, UTM campaign equals Jeff, and we came from the Jeff podcast, you know, say, say for example, you would actually detect and then show, oh, I hope you enjoyed the, the you know, um, the, uh, the nice. SaskFuel uh, podcast. And when it comes out, hey, sign up with this code and you get a discount. But anyone who didn't come from that code wouldn't see that message. So now we can do a lot of special use cases with these personalized sales messages. So, yeah. That is really smart. Let's so, do that and, and capture them right there at the, the point of, uh, of purchase and, and move them forward. Correct. Yeah. And, that, and that's the yeah. point. Is, and, and that's what we always say. Our job is to fast forward the sales process because how many times have I said to a customer or a client, you do remember no one makes money by looking at your website. You only make money when they get off your website. And so by giving personalized sales messages, you have a stronger chance of actually closing someone or actually converting them into a lead. So, yeah. Hmm. And in a SaaS example, you could do that same thing based on title or role in an organization. So if they're looking at something that's operations or sales related or marketing yeah, or finance, sure. you could deliver something that's specific to them. Yeah. So as an example, say you went on the careers page of a website, then I know the user intent is different to if I was on the contact page for, yes. you know, for a product, right? So on the careers page, the message should be interested in joining the team, looking for a new job, that sort of thing, as opposed to on the residential product page under, you know, that plumbing example, you know, uh, emergency or the emergency page, it should say, is your toilet busted? Do you need someone coming in two hours? That's a very different user intent. So there's no point giving yes. a clear message to a toilet emergency or vice versa. So yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting actually. So yes, yes, it would. Anyway, but yeah, so that's, um, yeah, conversion count. Yeah. Personalized sales messages. Yeah. So hmm. how did you come up with the idea? Yeah, I mean, outside of that, just that story and stuff like that, we've actually been trying this idea uh, for around seven years. We have, uh, you know, you, I kind of picture myself as, um, uh, not Iron Man, now what's his, what's the, uh, Robbie, Robert Downey Jr., the, the character, um, what's he called in the movie? Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Iron Man. That's, that's yes. right. So I kind of picture myself as Tony Stark with these Iron Man suits. And so you've got Mark 1, Mark 2, but we've got Mark 31. <laughs> so we've got 31 different versions we have trialed with clients. And then we've got to the final one, you know, that really cool, you know, hot red. And, you know, yeah. um, it was actually after 31 different trials and stuff like that, uh, we had the last two years just building it, uh, especially during COVID because what else do you do when you're locked down? And in Melbourne, we actually even had curfews. We went in. Yes. Well, as far as that, which was interesting, what else do you do? And so you start another business. So, <laughs> um, so we kind of just <laughs> built that out and we wanted to productize that. So yeah, it was just all trial and error, like all things. And, um, yeah, that's it. And so here we are trialing out. So yeah, that's really smart is to be able to, to do that and iterate. And, uh, and so what you have now is significantly more refined than what you started with. Yes, it's absolutely. In the real world. Yeah. So, and, and it kind of saved us some time than rather than just go, Hey, would you like it? Do you like it? Does it actually work and stuff like that? We kind of already proved it. Funny, funny enough, I've got, uh, I think Mark seven or something on my website at the moment. So the static version stuff and how many comments I get going. That's really cool and stuff. And I say it's not just cool. It actually helps me make money. That's, that's even better. That's, that's the part which is cool. <laughs> not that, wow, oh, oh, wow. When you got my attention, I'm like, well, that's the point. But attention is just remote, the hard part. Let's hit it on yeah. the logic on why they should choose you and stuff. So once people click on it, it's kind of game over and stuff because then message comes up and we let it do its thing. So, yeah. Hmm. So how do you lead them forward from there? The initial messaging 
to the the next step to the next step to to ultimately buy. Yeah, for sure. I, I believe that the sales of the conversion journey is a step by step one. I did. I actually wrote an article for government uh, here um, in Victoria, Melbourne, Australia, where they were asking me, "Talk to me about this sales funnel. How your website's your best salesperson?" And I drew this diagram, and I can't show the diagram here, but let me just explain it. I said to them, "Have you ever noticed that every form of marketing always pushes to a website, and then from the website, uh, it then pushes to your salesperson through like a CRM or just directly through an email?" And then you right. do the proposal and the meeting, and then you do a proposal, and then you close and stuff. My job was I just wanted to solve this bottleneck right here, which is the website one. How do I get people off the website and onto the phone or email really quickly so then people could continue their conversion process? Because remember, it's all about the one percenters, Jeff. If we can improve our traffic at the very beginning, getting people to the website, one percent is here. So if you need an AdWords person or an SEO person or social, make sure they're, they're absolutely awesome and keep optimizing your accounts. Your website, have you optimized it for greater sales? And that's where conversion count comes in. We just didn't want people to pay absorbent fees for web design. You know, how much, I don't know how much it is now um, around the world, but you know, you hear everything from, you know, 150 to 300 per hour. And that's a lot of money to make a couple of changes. And as a marketer, we've got to move fast. We can't go, oh, hey, web developer, can you do it? And a week later, they go, yep, just making the changes now, you know. Opportunity is right. gone, right? And so we want to build something quick and cost-effective that can be done here. And once it's done, our system also links to CRMs if we want to integrate in or send an email and stuff. And that's where we want to encourage our clients to make sure that their sales team is optimized, their proposals are optimized, that their meetings are optimized. And if you actually get the 1% throughout this whole conversion process and function or sales process, I think you do a lot better. And so we analyze our own kind of little system and we do do consulting with people to say, hey, how do we improve your sales chances? So yeah, but really the primary focus for us is at the website level with both chromatics in building full new websites and conversion cow, which I guess is the um, simpler, cheaper version if you cannot afford a full website. So. Yeah, That's, I love that. So, right message at the right time. Yep, for, to the right That's, person. Oh, right person. That's even more important. Yeah, no, yeah right message, the right time, the wrong person. My, yeah, imagine the. Uh, well, my dad's definitely not as sporty and stuff like that. But imagine saying, "Hey, you know, ten percent off uh, basketballs." You're looking at look at the person and go, "Do I even play?" You know, sort of thing, sort of thing. So, right. Yeah. Right message, right time, right person. Yeah. Uh, like that's a really very memorable example as well. I mean, yeah. really good with story. Well, thank you. Well, I'm not going to uh, lie. I actually that line really resonated with me because of a, of a, a, a talk that was given. I can't even remember who to gave that talk, but I remember it was just a, a throwaway line that I was saying, and in my head that was the message because I think we try to create marketing messages that are too generic, that are for everyone. Yes that have no timeliness and no uh, intent and stuff, then why? You know, we have to be specific and intentional. There's a word intentional again, specific and intentional in everything we do, else we're just guessing. Marketing is scientific in, in, in ways. It's having a hypothesis, testing theories, trialing it, going back, modifying. It's not just, ooh, shiny. Let's do that. You know, right. it's, it's very different. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. How do you think marketing has changed over the years? Yeah, you've been doing this, like you said, at the beginning, a long time. Yeah. Uh, how has it changed and how do you see it changing going forward? Yeah. In some ways, it hasn't changed, but in some ways, it's dramatically changed. Um, it hasn't changed in the fact that the principles are still there in terms of, you know, mastering attention, People take action, understanding basic human psychology. I mean, humans have not changed that much. We still are, you know, we still get, uh, oh, butterfly. I mean, sorry, um, we still get sucked <laughs> in into distractions and yes. the same things, you know, using color and so forth. To me, it's just enhanced now. The colors are just brighter. There's more screen views to worry about. I mean, our, our first website, we just had a desktop view. There's no right. such thing as mobile, tablet, iPhone, iPad, I watch, you know, you know, VR, whatever goggles, you know, <laughs> it's just enhanced. So it's knowing how to control that attention. 
It's also been enhanced with the technology. I mean, uh, clearly when I first started this agency, uh, you know, social media wasn't even around, you know, sort of all, all, all certain platforms and stuff like that. Facebook was, I remember. You know, you had your ICQs and your, all that kind of stuff. But um, technology has changed. But also how we're augmented now as well. I just had this big chat with these CEOs yesterday about chat GPT and all things to do with AI, how JetTV4 is already pretty smart. And we're just doing some demos on the screen saying, you know what, you can now do something that used to take this long, this right. long, you know, sort of thing. And you only pay, what, 20 bucks a month or something like that. How much cheaper is that? And so for marketers, I think for those who are junior, you're going to have a little bit of a heads up because, you know, you've got extra tools to, to make you look bigger and stronger. It's kind of like putting on that uh, Iron Man suit. You just naturally become a lot stronger. But the tools are only as good as the inputs that you give it. Yes. So AI is only as good as what you write and type and command it to do. And so it's always still the hands of the master. In this case, there's more important than just the the, the, the tool itself. And I always remember someone said to me, you know, when you find a, a million dollar violin with an amateur player or a professional elite violinist with a old violin, you always want to go, I mean, we already know the answer. It always right. comes down to the person, then the tool. And so I think marketing hasn't changed in terms of its principles. People need to still level up. And if anything, they need to be even smarter now because, you know, if my job can be replaced with, you know, chapter 18, stuff like that, we're in big trouble, right? So we've got to go into the right. more thinking, the plan, the strategy side. But now with these amazing tools and stuff, we can go so much further, so much faster. But then you've got to be a bit a lot trickier. Uh, here's another example I was saying to another client. Uh, back in the day, about, you know, a decade or a uh, decade and a half, two decades ago, uh, from an S- doing SEO, if you were to look at SEO, uh, you could sniff and just cough and be on the first page of Google. You really could. Sure. The techniques are only getting harder. The strategies are only getting stronger. Google is only getting smarter. They know what you're doing. They're, they're on to you. Right. Sort of thing, right? And so it's no longer just about, oh, look, I'm on the first page of Google. It's, oh, you know, everyone knows the same techniques. The right. internet has widened the knowledge uh, for mm-hmm. us. So it's no longer about, oh, I knew what I was doing. He, 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 Jeff doesn't know. Jeff could just go, well, actually, I don't need to Google it. Hey, ChatGPT, Erwin's doing this. It looks like this. What does that sniff like? Enter. Right. So it's, I think it's more to do with now smart psychology, clean execution, and the clean principles that guide your thinking. Not about guesswork, Googling, generic. You know, it's always about, again, just being intentional. How do you think AI is going to change marketing going forward? I think it's already changing marketing in terms of the things that you can automate, the tools that we have. I think it would be silly and unwise to just ignore and go, no. You know, I I think if you don't embrace it, it's already in everything. And if anything, it's only going to, I think we're just at the start and it's had such a, a big impact, I guess, on the way people do their planning, the strategy, the execution, uh, analysis as well. Being able to sort through that much data, I think it's absolutely incredible. So, uh, so I'd be uh, silly to not even consider using AI in my tool, you know, sort of thing for the future sure. as well. So, and, and funny enough, when I invented it, it wasn't even around. And so I think those who are on the forefront uh, using AI will actually go a long, long way. Mm. Uh, I think you're right on. Well, where can people learn more about you and about Conversion Cow and about Chromatics online? Yeah, no, for sure. Well, anyone who wants to connect with me personally, I'd love to uh, just let me know. You heard, heard me on the SAS Fuel and uh, my awesome uh, conversation with you, Jeff. Uh, but you can jump on my LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Erwin Howe. Erwin is in Steve Irwin, so I-R-W-I-N. Howe is in how do you do, but uh, pronounced that way, but spelled H-A-U. So love to connect on LinkedIn. Uh, and for uh, Conversion Cow and Chromatics, you can jump on their website. So Chromatics is C-H-R-O-M-A-T-I-X, not C, because uh, we can get the domain name, .com.au. <laughs> and Conversion Cow is just Conversion Cow is in Moo. Uh, 
dot com. And so please don't try to search LinkedIn for Farmer Irwin. Uh, just uh, Conversion Cow is enough. So ConversionCow.com. So, yes. That's great. And that's probably one you do own the search term for, I'm sure. There's not very many conversion cows, I'm sure. Well, I think you, you've got to work for everything nowadays. And uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm glad we do rank for conversion cow and, and marketing related words for it and stuff. So, yes. Thanks. That's great. All right. It's been a, a pleasure having you on the show. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Thanks again, Erwin, for coming on the show and sharing your insights, resources, and content concepts to help us think about shifting prospect beliefs. You can learn more about Erwin at chromatics.com.au. It's important to add that AU on the end, chromatics with an X.com.au. And of course, all links, highlights, resources, full show notes are available at sasfuel.com. And be sure to check us out on YouTube as well. Full episodes, shorts, outtakes, all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, subscribe and follow us at sasfuel.com or YouTube or both. Everyone who subscribes this week gets a lead conversion magic wand. One flick and even the coldest leads warm up, uh, you know, not responsible for unintended magical mishaps. So be careful where you point that thing. All right. Join us next week where we have a super special double episode I talked about earlier with Lloyd Lobo, founder and author of From Grassroots to Greatness, 13 Rules to Build Iconic Brands with Community-Led Growth. He has an amazing story from refugee to founding multiple companies, exiting and doing it again. So he will be our guest both Tuesday and Thursday next week. The book releases on Tuesday. And I'm really, really excited about those two episodes and building community. I'm telling you, that is an absolute game changer in your business. So drop me your thoughts on Saster this year. What did you learn? What did you love? What did you take away? And I will see you next time, next Tuesday with Lloyd. And as always, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to SAS Fuel. Full show notes for each episode, which includes a summary, key takeaways, quotes, and any resources mentioned are available at sasfuel.com. Be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're enjoying the content and getting value from these episodes, please leave us a rating and review at ratethispodcast.com slash sasfuel. We'll be sure to read these out on future episodes. Let's go!